It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience. And without robbing you of the joy, of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's show, we're joined by former Mavs assistant Mike Shedd. We're going to talk about how a coaching staff handles a playoff series and how are they going to handle Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell? How do you prepare for somebody like that? And what is Mavs trainer Casey Smith doing this week with Luka Doncic? How is he dealing with a week like this? We'll talk about all that and more on today's Like on Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks I believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, host of the Locked On Mavericks podcast. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Subscribe to the show and join me. As always, my co-host, contributor, writer at Mavs.com. The coaching crooner, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? All today, Mike Shedd. He's back. Assistant coach, 2006, right? Started in 06, yes. Started in 06 to 2020. The shatter, the halftime winker. Yeah. <laughs> the halftime winking wonder. We'll give him that nickname. <laughs> Friend of the pod, you came on a while back, and I'm not going to lie, we had so much feedback about how much 
Mavs fans just loved hearing you talk about the Mavs and just your insight and everything. So we were talking about this week, we're like, who can we have on to talk about the playoffs and the series that fans would love that can give us some insight on what it's like to prepare for a series? And it was Mike Shedd. That's what we talked about. There we go. Here I am. <laughs> Here you are about to go to an Easter egg hunt in which you're going <laughs> to gather more than 12 eggs. Exactly. We're going to dominate the hunt. <laughs> Okay, so just off the top, Mavs fans, we're all we're all just on edge right now. Like our Luca's calf just has wrecked our whole life. All right. And <laughs> so what is like what is Casey Smith's week look like this past week? What has there been a time that you look back on to where a player, whether it's Dirk or whoever, it got hurt right before a series or during a series. And how does that change? What's the coaching staff do? Just all of that. Well, I mean, Casey's got an um, amazing staff. I mean, Casey oversees all of it. Deion Calhoun, Heather Mild, you know, Casey Spangler, they're all intimately involved with it. It's not just on Casey, but I mean, it's a 24 seven thing. Now they're, treating as often as they can you know often as possible you know the strength and conditioning team with jeremy and uh jeremy holsopple um they're they're obviously involved um lots of probably lots of massage lots of ice lots of stem lots of what all what all can we throw throw at it to see if he can see if he can go you know calves calf strains are weird you know because they're not it's nothing definite, you know, is where it depends where it is, how bad it is. You can still play with it. You know, there's a reason they haven't said, you see all the people on Twitter that have said he's out already. Yeah. They haven't announced him out. He's I think listed as questionable. They don't have to put anything out until one o'clock today or noon today mm. before. So there's still plenty of time. And they may have had five days of stuff knowing him. I would guess he'd try to play. But if he has to miss one in order to be better for the series, maybe he misses one. But I have no idea on that. But it's it's all hands on deck. You know, Casey oversees it. He's I've always said Casey's the best in the in the in the league, and the rest of the staff is. So he's in good hands. He's definitely in good hands. And uh, I remember when Dirk hurt his finger uh, during the championship in '11. Um, there was just, you just had to manage it. You just had to adjust. And I know with the coaching staff, they've got very capable, you got, you got Spencer and Jalen that carry that load now and, and uh, just mix up different lineups and because they're going to have to attack the jazz. They can't sit on their heels and hope Luca, like I said, we talked about, we can't use hope as a tactic. You can't hope that he's, oh man, I sure hope he plays and not prep to not have him. <laughs> Yeah. So, so what? Oh, you got it, Nick. When there's so when there's a like a big injury like this, how does it change or mess up? You know your game plan. You go in, and I'm I'm assuming you like have a certain game plan when you're going into a playoff series, and then an injury oh, happens God. or you're missing a guy, and then do you? That Jason Kidd's been saying all week. Well, we're planning to play with him and without him. Like, do you have to have like two different? Is it a choose your own adventure where you decide which one you're going to go down, or how does it change your game plan? Well, you just have both plans ready. I mean, because without Luca, you're going to share it more. And you're not a less ball dominant guard. You know, you may have different matchups depending who you want to start. Um, so it's 
they've been prepping for the playoff for two weeks easy. So they've had the people in the back and all the support staff, video guys, and all those have been getting everything ready. And then the assistants have obviously been, I mean, until the other day, it could have been Utah or Denver, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah. So somebody was prepping Utah, somebody was prepping Denver, or the whole staff was collaboratively prepping both of them. Um, and then the advanced guys are sending in all their stuff. So it's a, uh, as soon as they knew who they were playing, then it was all hands on deck. And then since they played them so often, you, you've got everything that's you've done successfully and that hasn't worked. The, the hasn't worked stuff probably gets put on the back and the has worked stuff. You're going to try to amplify. So uh, like we talked about before a little earlier, the, the Clipper series, we had played them so many times in the three years Played like 21 times, almost like old school Spurs when way back when Dirk was there, when you'd played them four and then you played them in the playoffs, you played them seven, then you played them again for, you know, you'd played them 20 times in two seasons. You, you kind of say, okay, I know how we're going to have to go at this. And then it's executing after that. So they played the jazz a bunch. They're going to have to deal with Gobert on, on Dorian. They're going to have to, I personally think you're going to have to go after, um, that number 45 and get the ball out of his hands and make other people score. Mm. Now they can make threes and bunches. The jazz can, but I think you got to make them drivers and two point shooters and don't allow Rudy to sit in the charge circle. When it comes to the matchup with the jazz, I was, I was thinking back to, you know, the last two seasons we've obviously had the Clippers, you know, for two straight years there. It's like it's almost refreshing in a way. I was like, oh, thank God we got somebody else. <laughs> but, somebody different. <laughs> yeah. But you you guys land with the Clippers last year. What was what was your thought around that? Like, if we could have truth serum here of where you know, if you could pick somebody else, you're like, man, I wish we had somebody else. Just how much, especially those last few weeks of the season, how much are teams or how much are you thinking about? Oh, I wish we could get this team or that team and all of that. In all my years, the, when you try to manipulate, uh, when you try to manipulate who you get, it usually backfires. Mm. And personally, um, so I've always been of the thinking that hey, you, you got to play who's in front of you, and you got to be because if you try to, the basketball gods will get you, you know. Yeah. And uh, you know, losing a game here and there. I mean, I can go back to my first year with the Mavs, 06. We, if we go up to Seattle and win, we, we take Golden State out of, the, out of the window. We go up and sit everybody. We lose. And then they win that night. And then now they're – and then we ended up playing them, and then we all know what happened. It's – you know, trying to manipulate winning and losing, it's better just be playing well, which the Mavs are playing well. Yeah. It's is sort that, of the injury. They're playing incredibly well. Is that so, why you think Jason Kidd kept Luca in that last game? Because some people talked about, well, you should I, sit I, him. I, and I, the Me knowing Jason, he, he had a pre-planned, he's going to play three quarters. And it literally happened on the last play of the third quarter. Mm. You know, I remember – Back when we had uh, who was the kid from uh, Miami, the little guard that only was with us a couple years. Oh gosh, Dad's a baseball player. 
Um, oh, Shane Larkin. Shane Larkin mm, yeah. got hurt in the last play of summer league practice. <laughs> the we were headed to Vegas, and he had a wide open layup, and he planted and rolled his ankle, and then he didn't play. And he didn't. He came back late and was all and just was off from there. You can't plan for injuries. You know it happens, and people say he shouldn't have played. Well, then he's doesn't have a game flow. You can debate it both sides. You know, as a coach, you can't say, "Hey, he should have he should have sat him earlier." He had a plan, and it was going perfectly well until the last second of the plan, yeah. and it was a weird plant. It wasn't even like something he stepped on somebody, or it was just weird. So you can't you can't really it doesn't do you any good to say he should have sat all those guys should have played and they had a plan and sometimes plans go off a little bit. Let me tell you about bet online. Best place to go check out series odds for all of these. Ooh, jazz. Now a minus three ten favorite. They were, they rose 10 little like 10, 10 points, which is not much, just a little. So I'm expecting, I'm thinking more money went on the jazz side of things. Go check out some of the other odds that are available right now. The Bucks are still a minus fourteen hundred favorite. That's like the biggest. That's the biggest difference by far in any of these series. So go check any of those. They have a ton of other is stuff. It, is the is the Jazz the biggest in the West first round? The biggest in the West so far. They only have three series decided in the West because the Suns one hasn't come up yet. Yeah, um, but the Jazz are minus three ten. The Grizzlies are minus four hundred against the Timberwolves. That's the biggest one. Wow. Okay. That's the biggest one. So if you're feeling strongly about any of those, go ahead and check out Bet Online. It's uh, the best stuff. Doesn't have just NBA. They have baseball all the time. You can bet on your Rangers if you're feeling if you're feeling good about them. Uh, they also have some WNBA stuff as well. Odds to win the championship. The Connecticut Sun. Las Vegas Aces are top there. Go check it out. It's Bet Online, where the game starts. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. When when Dallas landed the matchup with Utah a few days ago, or gosh, I guess it was last week. Sunday night or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, Sunday night. You, what was your initial thought of Mavs versus Jazz? I, th- I, I think they have a... Regardless of Luca, Luca's going to play at some point. Whether he misses a game, I think he's going to play. The way Dorian's playing right now, mm, oh, love Dorian. <laughs> <laughs> if they put Rudy on him, I I think they're gonna they're gonna put themselves at a disadvantage. If they put him on all the time, yeah, because Rudy's incredibly good as a defender, but he's um, 
I, th- I think it's more how the Mavs defend their three-point shooting and how they attack all the switching because they'll just switch Rudy onto Luca and then Lucas, but then they got to guard Jalen and they got to guard Spencer. And they, we've got the, the Mavs have way more ball handling mm-hmm. and creators than they've had in the past. And I, 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 when I heard the matchup, I wasn't like, you know, Denver bothers me just how hard they play mm-hmm. hard playing teams. You don't know what you're going to get. The Jazz, you kind of know what you're – you got your two focus points and then you got to take away threes and make it tough. But I I, I kind of like the matchup as presently constructed. So mm-hmm. take that for what it's worth. Yeah, yesterday in our, our preview of this series, we were, we were asking each other, okay, who's the X factor? And we both kind of at the same time were like, it's Dorian, right? Like it just has to be Dorian because he's the one that's going to be left open. He even said after practice the other day, they asked him, you know, what what would happen if they put Rudy Gobert on you again? He kind of just like smiled his little like Dorian smile. And he's like, well, I'm going to get a lot of threes, right? And he just <laughs> starts laughing about it. How is his development, like how did his development become, it's pretty linear. And, and that's usually not the case with NBA players where he's literally improved points per game every single year, three-point percentage every single year. Uh, I'm sure you worked with him. Like, how how does that come about, and how rare is that for a player? It's incredibly rare. I believe I saw yesterday that he's the only player in NBA history to go undrafted in his first five years, have that be the case. To and that's just that. a credit to his, <clears throat> his, his work ethic, his personality, his makeup, his character. <clears throat> he came in, and he had a he played center in college, mm. you know, he was, he was a four or five that couldn't shoot. And he had a weird hitch in his shot and coach, you know, the staff, previous staff, they did a lot, a lot of work and he did a lot, a lot of work. I mean, to structurally change how you shoot and then to become successful at it at a high level is, is just a credit to how he is, what he's about, you know, and I couldn't be happier when he got his new deal. And <clears throat> he's one of the guys that's earned it, earned it on every level. So um, he goes through these stretches where he hits everything he looks at. It's going to help the Maz if he's hitting everything he looks at <laughs> the series because he's going he's gonna to get a lot of them, I think. When it comes to jazz-specific stuff, game planning against Rudy Gobert, I mean, you've obviously been at – assistant coach for gosh 14 years you've went against you know prepped for a guy like rudy for years on years what what does that prep look like like what's the mavs game plan against a rudy gobert what are you thinking about this week you got to take away deep deep catches like you can't let him run to the front of the rim you know he's got to get bumped early he's got to you got to try to make him play outside the the paint as much as possible and, and it, the way they use him in pick and rolls and stuff, you got to just, you got to be physical with him and, and uh, you got to take away lobs. He's a big lob threat. And if you overhelp and he's going to get lobs at the rim. So you got to take away easy ones for him. And, and um, you got to make him become a passer and a hand and he's got to be involved in that type of thing on the offensive end. And then defense, um, you just gotta, you got to attack him. He's got to be involved as good as he is. He's got to be involved. Mm. You can't let him sit over there and be a weak side helper and not be. That's where the Dorians and the 
who else for us would be um, um he could end up on uh Bertans. Mm. You know, any of the, any of the fours, they could put Rudy on the fours. So to avoid him being in pick and roll situations. Jason, I'm assuming Jason's really good at noticing matchup situations and running guys into screens and he's got to be involved. He's got to defend. He can't, he can't just sit in the back. He can't sit in the background and play a drop and, and not work. Yeah. That, that's what you, you got to make him work on both sides. You know, when you say keep him involved, that's, that's why we see the, you know, Luca getting the switch with Rudy Gobert, you know, then guarding him. We're probably going to still see that even though Luca's possibly out for a game, right? Oh, you're absolutely going to see it. He's going to switch on to Jalen. He's going to switch on to Spencer. I mean, they they consider him the best defender, so they're going to. They do. And he's he's shown to do a good job on switches because of his length. So he either makes you take a bad, you know, competitive contested step back or he contested at the rim. But if you can draw him in and get extra help and then kick and then drive him again, then you're. I don't think that's going to go away whether Luca misses, you know, misses some games or not. I think they'll switch him on to whoever's he's involved with. And then hope, hopefully his length helps him, you know. How do you think Rudy will fit in Dallas next year? <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. I have no idea. Just, Is he, was he going to get traded? Is his deal up? Or what's well, that? well our, our mutual friend, Tim McMahon. Uh, oh, jeez. He... <laughs> He he said it on a recent uh, podcast. With, I, I I think I heard it. I, uh, I mean, Rudy's really good. I I mean, I'm sure he would love to play with Luca. I sure I'm about sure everybody would. <laughs> you got to take care of your own house first. You got you got to figure out what you're gonna be able to pay Jalen and yeah. all that stuff. Let me tell you about Built Bar. I know on Saturday I'm gonna bring a Built Bar with me to the stadium because I'm just gonna need something. Tied me over. I know I'm going to feel nervous and I don't know. I don't know why I'm going to feel nervous. It's going to be one of those crazy playoff crowds. Uh, it's going to be a weird early game. It's going to be like this weird afternoon. It's going to feel like when I went to, when you go to like, uh, you're like AAU games, when they're like afternoon or you wake up early and go to like a soccer game and you're like there for somebody else. Uh, these noon games are very strange. You're going to need a built bar. You're probably going to need a built bar at some point. Go check them out. 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs, 17 grams of protein in these bars that are covered in 100% chocolate. Some of them have marshmallow in the middle, the puffs. They're incredible. Go check them out. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, the uh, a whole bunch of other different kinds of flavors as well. Go to built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You get 15% off your entire order. It's built. Also want to tell you about Rock Auto, the ever-increasing number of makes and models of cars. It's impossible for your local chain parts store to get all the parts that you need. How could you, how could they have all of them? There's no way that a warehouse can hold them, but Rock Auto can hold them and they'll ship them right to your house. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have everything you can need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today. You just put in your car, the make, the model, the year, all that. They lay it out in front of you. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? They know that we sent you. It's amazing prices, uh, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rock Auto. So, so for your, if, if you were prepping this week for Utah, as far as like kind of bigger picture things, I, I know you, you kind of touched on a little bit ago about getting the ball at Donnie's hands. Mm-hmm. Are there some big things that you're watching for in this series? You're like, Hey, this is, if I was Dallas, this is what I would do. 
Um, well, watch the three point line. You said that. Too. Yeah, well, so you, you, you you've got to defend and be in their space. They've got to become two point players in my mind. Um, um, and then you have to offensively, you can't let them load up when they defensively are allowed to load up on a they're really good and by load up i mean you your your movement's low and they can stand in clumps and block paint drives and those type of things and funnel to rudy so the movement for the mavs has to be high level they can't let the ball stick on one side it can't be focused on one handler it's uh they've got to use their dribble penetration and their ability to I mean they've got some I mean they got guys that can run they they need to move them they need to move them on the floor um and that's that's kind of my it, it doesn't have to be you know a, a doctoral thesis on how to play there can be two or three things that hey we need to do these three we need to move them we need to run them and we defensively we need to get them off the three-point line they yeah. need to become two-point players and then execute it. You, you don't need to have 19, you know, 19 teaching points. It's easier. It's, it's way easier when it's less. <laughs> just to, just to back up your point on that, the Jazz are 30th in the league in two-point attempts per game. So they don't take them. So if we can force them to take them, then – They don't want to take them. Yeah, they don't want – They'll they'll drive to get threes as opposed to layups. They, they did it all the time in previous years. They'd get to the paint with a lay and they'd look for the kick. Mm-hmm. They'd look for the next pass to get the three. They'd much rather shoot a three than any type of two. Mm. So there you go. I didn't even give you a stat and I gave you a stat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you can, you can kind of say the same thing about the Mavs too, right? The Mavs have, have tented a ton of threes, especially since the trade, they've become a spread it out team. And I've seen them, you know, t- turn down a transition lay- layup to throw it out for the three and the Mavs slow it down. They're the slowest paced team in the NBA. The Jazz are one of the slowest teams in the NBA. They're, they're kind of mirroring teams except for how they play defense. But um, I don't think how- you're going to have 130, 128 games in the yeah. series. <laughs> I think you're going to have nineties, you know, yeah. and if a team gets hot and makes a bunch of threes, then maybe you get, then maybe it gets up, but it wouldn't surprise me to see 90, 90 point games. Playoffs always slow down. Playoffs always slow down. Everybody knows everybody. You know everybody's plays. They know all your plays. And it's really about taking away player tendencies. Like, what if you're a left guy, I'm going to make you go right. You're a, you know, three-point guy, I'm going to make you a driver. It's, it's, it gets down to that, you know, in the prep and execution of it all. That's why we were kind of laying out on the pod in the past few days about if Luca doesn't play game one, what's the path for Dallas to quote steal one, you know, without Luca of, you know, playing locking down defensively and having the crowd behind you and kind of all these different things that you can try to, I can't, you can't lie. Like Utah's crowd is crazy, but the Mavs, when they want to, the Mavs fans can be just as rowdy. If know? they show up on time, show up. on. Time. <laughs> well, it's an early game. You shouldn't have yeah. been at the, you can't be at happiest hour that early. You know? <laughs> yeah, nothing else is open. <laughs> Guess it depends so, on what happens. I, I, did, I do think they got the short end of the stick on the series, though. The fact that they're on NBA TV, the NBA TV game mm-hmm. is disrespect. Yeah. 
getting like MB, so, so if you don't have Bally, you can't watch it local. Right. Yeah. You know? It sucks. That's, that whole thing is messed up. And then they got the other, they got two bad times. You got the first game of the playoffs on Saturday. Then you got another three o'clock out there. The game four. Um, you know. But can't worry about that. Everybody, <laughs> they've all played early games and late games and back to backs. They'll be fine. They haven't played in a week. Speaking of that week, what's this week look like? Like a lot pre- of like I'm assuming like most they 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 broke it down, they piecemealed it together. Okay, we're gonna go through their end of games, we're gonna go through their side outs, we're gonna go through their main things that we're gonna see a hundred times. You know, you did some one day, you watched some film, you didn't you did some personnel study. Then you brought up what they're going to do against you defensively. What you know, what you're going to see with Luca, what you're going to see without Luca. It's you had so many days. I don't think they're practicing today. If I read that right, um, they probably did a ton of shooting. I'm guessing, um, just so everybody's feeling good and in rhythm. And um, but they probably did a, a chunk of okay. We're going to focus on Jazz offense today. We're going to focus on Jazz side outs today. We're going to focus on end of game stuff. And so they physically got to go through it, you know, live and then come Saturday and then they get to do it for real on the, on the big stage. So that's, that's what we always did. We, we would do a little bit every, we would, we would usually have one main meeting show a pretty healthy video of style specific things we want we're going to see and what we're going to look at and then after that we, it would taper back into smaller smaller film sessions and then what you did on the court we've seen a lot of videos this week of guys you know doing shooting contests and laughing and we we saw a ton of practices under you know under rick carlisle where you know coach da is like is doing the bell and like keep trying to keep everybody loose right how important is that this week because it's just you could just bog yourself down with all the prep and everything there's you have so much time to prep now that if you don't know if you don't make it fun in some way you can it can i I think they got a good group of guys that aren't going to let that happen but uh um I've always been a like DA's the best. He's going to keep it lively. And I think they've done a good job of, they've got an energetic group, you know, that I think they, they see the opportunity that's in front of them. They, they, the Mavs can win some series. They can, it's going to help if 77 plays, but uh, they're capable of winning some games and not just making it a fun first series. You know what I'm saying? Oh, they made it competitive. No, I think they're, they're good enough to win. They're good enough to win because the West, that whole middle group is they're all on par, you know? Mm. Yeah. So as long as the training staff and the, everybody gets some sleep at night, then they uh, make sure their STEM equipment and ice cups and heat packs are working there. I think they'll be, <laughs> I think they'll be all right. So Tony brothers, so he, <laughs> yeah, we got to go there real quick. So Tony throws uh, Jason out. Then it's literally a week later. The next Friday night, he gives Luca his tech. I'm talking to Scott Tomlin at halftime. Like, what is this whole like 
how did they get a tech rescinded <laughs> and you know all that what's that process look like and so just just tony brothers it just officiating in general like mavs fans those two weeks were like oh my gosh tony you know and it's been he gets scott in a playoff before. series yeah yeah scott foster before and all has there like is it real that a team feels like and i'm just using tony as an example but like is it real that a team sees a, a ref walk out or they see his name on uh, on a document and they're like does it affect you as a team if you feel like a ref has something against your star player or your team? Well, I mean, every, they're human. So, I mean, if, if somebody goes at them a lot, they make, they're supposed to not carry in that animosity, you know, yeah. but um, I mean, there were times where, you know, any ref coming in way back when Mark used to yell all the time, they'd be, <laughs> I mean, yelling? Do, you know, <laughs> But, uh, you know, Tony's Tony likes his likes his moment in the sun. And uh, you, you can say they didn't know he had 15. I don't believe that. But I think Jason earned his. And they were they they, they were getting rocked anyway, so he earned his on the boot. But uh, you, you asked about rescinding Keith Grant and whoever they just they send why it shouldn't have. There was no cursing. You know, and it, it it's the quickest recent I've ever seen. It's usually like two or three days later. And it was like the next day. Yeah, well, so they, well they didn't, we they didn't have two days. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that was the thing, you know, talking with, with Scooter. Of, well, well, it kind of depends on if they're going to work on the weekends, you know, like if there's somebody in the office over the weekend. And, you know, that was a Friday night. It was rescinded on Saturday and he's good to go on Sunday, which was the game he got hurt in. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, life happens, bro. It happens. <laughs> life comes at you fast. What Ferris the, says. What's the last thing you do in a given week? And when you feel like you've just prepped it, like we're on the, on this podcast, it feels like we talked about the jazz all week. We're like done. What do you do as a team when you, you've seemingly done everything? What's the last thing you do? You don't have to travel all that. I think you do something fun in practice. Like maybe, maybe, you know, you do shooting contests, you play wiffle ball, you do something or, or you just, Hey, we're like, they're taking an off day. I think because it's early, early tip. So uh, I, I think you, you can either dial it and make sure, you know, old school, you take a quiz, make sure you all, everybody gets the right (laughs) answers, you know, or you, or you, Hey, we've done it. We've done the work everybody take a day off, get away from it. And then let's, then let's load it up tomorrow. You know, it's it's kind of like, I know Phil Jackson used to go to the movies. Mm. He'd have the team show up and then there'd be a bus and they'd go to the movies or they'd sit in there and they'd read a book. You know, we did in uh, uh, the year, the, the Spurs series when we had Vince Carter. And then we, one day we were like, we, the players didn't know we taped, got dressed like we're going to practice. And we went to a park and we had wiffle ball and football. And, and we just went in, in the middle of San Antonio. We went and, and that was when we ended up winning was, down there. Was that Rick's idea? It's probably, probably a collaborative Rick Casey <laughs> effort, Don Kalkstein, I'm guessing. But uh, you know, those things can really give you a little motivational you know, hit. Yeah. So I think that their thing is, Hey, we're prepped. We're ready. We're feeling good. 
let's take Friday off. Or at least they're not doing open open practice. I'm not sure if they're gathering, but it, the way it read, it was that there was no practice, but or no media, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> no media. Um, outside of 2011, what's what's your favorite playoff series? One that, um, one that just sticks out the most that you're like, I'm never gonna do that Spurs series where Vince hit the game winner. We win that series if uh, uh what's the name doesn't get suspended. Blair doesn't kick him. Yeah. Mm. We, I think, I think we win in six if he doesn't get suspended. Ooh, didn't they? Did they, did they go on to win? Right, the title um, or no? Was that thirteen? I forget when it was. Thirteen, but that that series. Yeah, one hundred percent. That Vince game winner. The, the crowd quarter. was amazing. Vince, I mean, you had a group of guys that that sticks out in my mind. Just the because then we went on the stretch of we went so long where we didn't get in. So. Yeah, that yeah. was tw- that was 2014 when the yeah they won the finals against Miami, so they did go mm-hmm. on. The, hey, yeah, mm-hmm. that's wild. We went into Tankapalooza mode. There you go. <laughs> they, man, that so the Mavs took three games from the Spurs. They only lost four more games the rest of the playoffs. That's pretty. We got cool. them ready. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. We got them ready. You primed them. Is this pop? We, prim- we were primed. Them. <laughs> did Pop coach his last game the other day? I don't know. I don't think there's a clear succession. I don't know who's going to get that job. Yeah. We you all know, thought it was Becky would, Hammond. Thought, and then, yeah. You would have thought Bud. You would have thought the guy from Philly. You know, mm. I mean, my thinking is is the Monty, but Monty's got it rolling in Phoenix, you know. Yeah. I just don't know who that person is. And I don't know if he's just going to up and leave it. Even though Pop would be a guy to just be like, you know, I'm going to go drink my wine. <laughs> Thanks for your time. Peace. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I I think he would have done it. Like then. Yeah. Like walked off the court. They lost. Thanks, guys. See ya. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't see him dragging it out. I don't know. Well, I, I can see him coming back with a succession in, in place. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to coach, but, but Mike, Shed's know, Mike, Mike shed's going to come <laughs> yeah. on staff and take the, take it. Yeah. Like when, when Donnie, when Donnie Nelson, uh, when Nelly gave it to Avery mid year, mm-hmm. you know, I can't see him quitting mid year, but uh, something like that would probably in my mind be more pop than, I don't think he's just going to walk off into the sunset in June. Yeah. I think he would do it if he was going to do it. Yeah. The mid-year thing is less pressure, right? Because all you're, it's already rolling. Like you're just already in the middle. You don't have to deal with all the preseason like talk and build up and all that. Maybe a maybe an interesting strategy for them. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually I have one last question. It's kind of not, okay. it doesn't relate to the other ones, but I don't think I've got to talk to you after the trade deadline. And what was your what was your initial thought of the KP Dinwiddie Bertans trade? Did you were you surprised that Porzingis was traded? Dinwiddie's no. fit, like how? Um, We've always been a well. We they have always been a fan. I've always been a fan of Spencer. They've always loved uh, Bertans. Um, KP had to go. I love him. Yeah, I'm a fan. He's a he's great to me. He's great great guy. guy. He he just 
it just wasn't going to it wasn't going to work for one he can't play 82 games he's not going to ever yeah so he's a he's a high volume guy luca's a high volume guy they got along perfectly fine on the court it just wasn't the perfect wasn't the right mesh i thought it had to i thought it had to go and i thought they couldn't have got a better deal yeah when they got those guys i was like mavs won mm. mavs won the deal yeah and Kristaps can go and be the man at another place, which KP needs to be the man. He, I don't know where he can go, where he can be second fiddle. He's gonna, he needs to be the dude, and they got to get dudes that play well with him. Was that was a, that like a was that hard like working through? Is it accurate to say you had like kind of two different styles of hey, you gotta make this make this work around KP? Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to try to mesh all that, you know. It's, yeah. it's 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 because you're every day like okay i i gotta make sure we're getting all this and then i gotta make sure we're getting all this and it's i wished it would have worked because if it's if he would have stayed healthy maybe it would have been different but they're they're both alpha alphas wired you know and i thought they had to do it i was thinking they probably should have and then when they got what they got this team got better yeah so i i the Mavs won that trade for sure. Hmm. So. Well, Mike um, Shed, I really appreciate you. I think we just lost video of you. No, I'm here. Oh. Oh, here we go. I'm here. Thank you so much for spending time with us. And uh, hopefully, I mean, you're confident Luca plays. That's that's all I care about, honestly. I just, <laughs> I, I, I'm not a betting man. Knowing him for three years. Mm-hmm. If he can play, he's going to play. But the caveat being, they're not going to let him play if he can get worse. Mm. If they can say, you know what, if you got to limp a little bit, you're not going to make it worse, then we can play. If they say, hey, if you miss Saturday, that gives you another two days, you can play Monday, and there'll be even less of a chance that you re-injure it, I say he misses Saturday. My opinion is he will do everything in his power to play. Yeah. That's my opinion. Now, don't let that ruin your day. Don't let ruin that <laughs> egg hunt, you know. But I think they got as good a matchup as they can get. And I think Luca's going to – I think he's going to – he doesn't surprise anybody anymore. But it wouldn't surprise me if 77's out there in some off-color Luca shoe and – uh <laughs> And they're uh, and they're ready to roll. Big series for Dodo. Big series for Jay uh, Jalen Brunson. Mm-hmm. There you go. Huge. There you go, Mike Shed. Guys, thanks so much for listening Fellas. to Lockdown Mavs. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad. Free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.